We ready to drop this thing? Uh, Houston, uh, we are uh, ready. Okay, everybody, let's take it from the top. Atomic batteries to power. Four. Prepare for warp speed. Turbines to speed. Three. Standby transwarp drive. Two. Roger. Ready to move out. On my mark. One. Let's go. This is the Low Down Sports Show with Drew. Yes, sir. And BJ. Let's get at it. And it starts now. All right. Back here for another episode of the Low Down Sports Show. This show is brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network, presented by DraftKings. I'm your host, Drew. And I'm BJ. And we're here. To give you the lowdown on all things basketball. Heck yeah. Got a show chock full of stuff today. Got a couple of big news topics in the NBA and rounding out the WNBA season today. As well as playing some with it or quit it. And you know BJ's best and what's on Drew's mind of course is on tap as well. BJ we got some fanatics information for our peoples out there. Yeah we sure do Drew. Obviously you know we are sponsored with fanatics but fanatics Announced earlier today, if you're a fan of collectible figures, Drew, and you like the NBA, well, you're in luck because starting lineup merch has come back. The NBA starting lineup, the legacy of these original 1980s Kenner figures uh, with eight modern players now, Drew. So if you're you know fan of the modern NBA, as we both are, I mean, this is some of these guys we can we can go ahead and get some figures to put behind us for potentially uh, Trey Young, LeBron James, Steph Curry, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Luka Doncic, Joel Embiid, John Morant, and Jason Tatum were the eight figures that were announced earlier today as being available for purchase. So you're going to want to go on your computer, on your phone, go to fanatics.com slash starting lineup is where you can get these figurines if you are so inclined to do so. Again, those are the Eight players that were announced earlier today that will be getting figurines as part of Fanatics' starting lineup collection. So uh, go to Fanatics.com and make sure you also go to Fanatics.com slash the lowdown and you can get yourself a, uh, what is it, 15% off shipping, Drew? Uh, well, they got different shipping sometimes. Sometimes they get it free, and there's some other discounts that they offer. But, you know, if you shop it with us through our unique link, which is in our description, you can help us out as well, uh, as well as get that cool merch for you. But, yeah, shop at Fanatics. They've got, they've got some code for you on the website to help you get uh, a discount somewhere. So that is, that's where you get hooked up. But, yeah, get, a, get in on that. A lot of superstars out there now. Take advantage of that. But, in the meantime, let's dive into what we're talking about today. Starting off with some NBA stuff, if BJ is ready. Of course, Drew. I've been ready for this all week. Let's do it. BJ is ready to go, so let's get into it. We talked about this guy last week, and somehow he made news again for us the following episode. Uh, Mr. Robert Sarver, once again, yeah, staying in the, in the headlines. But in headlines that we don't, we don't mind him being in this time, he plans... Uh, to sell the Phoenix Mercury and the Phoenix Suns uh, just happened, I believe it was yesterday, right, BJ? Yeah. Yes, that Wednesday that he has begun the process of selling both teams. Robert Sarver has news comes after the NBA announced the team owner will be suspended one year and was dealt a $10 million fine stemming from an investigation in worst, 
workplace misconduct, as we talked about in the previous episode. Uh, but one of my immediate questions, BJ, is in the selling of these two teams, they are two different teams, but they are in the same city. Is the potential buyer, whomever they may be, which we've got some possibles. Well, well I mean, I guess we could go ahead and get into some of those. I'm got to backtrack on which which site it was on. I want to say it was on Bleacher Report where I saw it. But we have the likes of um, Jeff Bezos, yes, Jeff Bezos, Larry okay. Ellison, Bob Iger among expected candidates to buy the Suns and the Mercury. But my my question for you, mm-hmm. BJ, I guess you could consider one of those people a part of this question. Uh, whomever buys the Mercury or is interested in buying the Mercury, are they going to buy or Phoenix teams? Are they going to buy just the Suns? Or just the Mercury? Or is whoever going to buy the Phoenix teams going to buy both of them? It's a good question, Drew. I think it comes down to whomever is going to try to buy the Suns. Um, if, if it's somebody that is in, invested in, in helping the WNBA to grow, then I, I'm I'm sure that they're going to buy both teams. And, and, you know, obviously, unfortunately, at this point, not yet, the, the Suns are going to command more money than the Mercury will. Um, you know, the, we're hoping that one day that may not be the case and they'll both be, you know, the same value. But obviously, as it is today, uh, you, you can't say that these teams are, you know, of the same value, at least according to, you know, the the estimates that are given by some of the, you know, leading. I think I saw that uh, the Suns could command a couple billion, if I'm not mistaken, Drew, which is, is mm-hmm. just absurd. And, and you know, the Mercury are... are are going to be uh, probably, you know, in the hundreds of millions of dollars category as well. But um, if, if I, in my opinion, Drew, there's no reason why you wouldn't try to buy both teams. It, it's not going to hurt you, you know, in the pocketbook. If you're going to buy the Suns, to my, you, you need to buy the Mercury too. Um, at least that's my feeling. I, you know, if it's a Bezos or or an Iger or whomever, as you mentioned, they may not feel the same way. But if it's Iger, I think Iger is one of the main, um, he, he's like the CFO or CEO of, of Disney, if I'm not mistaken, Drew. And, you know, as big as uh, with the WNBA coverage as ESPN has been over the past few years, it would make sense for Iger if he's going to buy the Suns to also buy the Mercury and help to continue to grow that product. So, like I said, it really just does come down to whomever is going to, um, you know, purchase the teams. Uh, if it is Iger, I think then he'll he'll get both. But I'm not sure if Bezos would. I really don't know what his interest would be if if he you know pursued the the Suns if he would also pursue the Mercury. What's the Phoenix landscape look like if Jeff Bezos buys both teams? I don't think it looks that much different, honestly. I mean, they're already sharing the the same arena. Um, if, if you know, this this is something where our producer Cam might be able to give us a little bit more information because he's a Coyotes fan. Um, but you know, there there's a a lot of uh, controversy there where they're going to be playing in in a um, in a college arena. If if Bezos tries to buy uh, the Suns and and then pos- possibly the Mercury, does he also maybe go after the Coyotes and move them back into the Phoenix area and they're all playing in the same arena? I, I'm not sure, but that's that's something also potentially at play is how many 
teams is is it just going to be you know the sun and the mercury or does whoever goes into phoenix also try to get the coyotes and then you have two of the big major four uh professional sports and then you've also got the wnba as well as we're trying to get that to grow so there's there's a lot of you know elements and on uh, to explore because you know in the city of denver drew i don't know if you know this now that the sale of the Broncos has has um, been concluded, a you know a member of the Walton family, which is the the company the family that owns Walmart, um, they the Walmart family of uh, heirs and everything like that. What's up, Lamar? Uh, they 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 own every sports team. Like somebody in that Walton family owns every single sports team in the Denver area. So it's certainly not out of the realm of possibility if you've got enough money and you want to buy up you know, several teams in the same Metro, there's nothing that I believe is, is prohibiting. Um, as long as you don't go, I think it's two for the same person, but obviously when you've got like the Walton family, Bezos could easily set aside, you know, buying the, you know, Mercury and, and putting it in, in like a, his ex-wife's name or, or I don't probably not ex-wife at this point, but you know, in somebody in his family's name and, and really being the, the owner of all three. It's gonna be interesting to watch. Yeah, you figure, you know, if if I'm if I'm going into buying, I'm gonna go ahead and buy both of them. But then again, mm-hmm. you know, I like the WNBA. But Absolutely. Yeah. I guess it just, I, and I don't know necessarily if whoever's gonna buy them has to. They don't have to care, but they probably don't though. Yeah. You know, like I don't think either either of those guys, and uh, you know, I don't know them you know, in depth, mm-hmm. but are avid watchers and supporters of the WNBA. You know? yeah. If they were avid watchers and supporters of the WNBA, they'd probably be investors in that league already. Yeah. So they probably are not watching a whole lot of W basketball. They're just trying to get, they're just take, they would just take it because it comes with the Phoenix Suns who have been in the finals lately. And, you mm-hmm. know, an NBA team is a luxury. You know, people are going to want to buy it because NBA yeah. brings in so much revenue. Um, but uh, in the hands of Bezos, who knows what's going to yeah, we don't really know, Drew. It, it just, it really just depends. And and that's where, you know, kind of the question is, is kind of a waits to be seen because who's going to, you know, who's going to buy them and, and what are their intentions? You know, I, I think, I don't think of them as a package deal, Drew. I think mm-hmm. if, if, you know, if Sarver is trying to, you know, get more for one team than the other, then the person buying may just go ahead and and try to get the both, but I don't think that they're going to be bundled together, at least initially. Any chance that a former player emerges as a suitor? Well, who do you have in mind? Is that's the question. Uh, well, who, who's got I, enough if, money if to, it to buy? If it wasn't working out for him right now in Brooklyn, I'd say Steve Nash. Uh, yeah, that that could that could be an option. I don't know how I don't know how Amari Sotomayor's money was doing later in his career. <laughs> uh, I don't know if he could afford it. Probably not. Uh, man, Barclay, that'd be interesting know, though. You know, Barkley loves his sons. Yeah, Barkley's got some money. Barkley I mean, does have quite a bit. Yeah, especially never, with as much know. media that he's been involved with ever since he retired. He he might he might. And I, James I, Jones is running the ship just fine. So I mean, Charles would just come in and be like, James, keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and that's the holla. thing is like, you know, I it's know, I it's, don't know that Charles should own an NBA team though. Pro- probably not, although probably would, not I think it would be idea. funny. I think it would be yeah. absolutely funny. Um yeah. but yeah, it's just one of those things that, you know, you you really don't see 
you know, a whole lot of players go and and become a part of the ownership group, at least not, you know, this far removed from their playing days. It takes quite a bit of time. And then maybe they're like a minority owner in, in the team or something like that. They get a certain percentage. I, I just don't know. It would take somebody that has quite a bit of, of cash that Sarver would want to sell to. I, I think Barkley is probably one of the few former players that Sarver might sell to, honestly. Man, I, I don't know if Sarver's going to do a good sell, a spiteful sell, or what. But, you know, you figure if he goes ahead, if he sells this, you know, within a reasonable amount of time, let's just say before the end of the year, um, you know, that suspension is going to be like nothing to him, you know, once he doesn't own the team anymore. So yeah. if he can do it, you know, within a decent amount of time, you know, to where that suspension doesn't affect him as much, you know, whether it's in the next six months or he does it by the end of the year. So like three, uh, then, I mean, he's going to kind of get out scot-free and he's going to have his pockets full. So, I mean, Sarver, he's, he's not, and then, at the end of the day, is going to be winning. Yeah, he's, he's not going to, he's not going to try to, you know, sell quickly because that might you know, diminish what he could sell the team. He knows how much they're valued for. And and I don't think he, he would, you know, do anything out of spite at this point. He, he, in fact, what I would think would be, probably be actually the opposite. Drew. I think he might drag his feet a little bit and say, you know, I'm, I'm trying to sell the team, but you know, suspension be darned. I'm still going to be the owner for however long. And then you can't stop me after this year long suspension. I'm back, you know, like, it's not like I never left. That's, that would That'd be kind of my thing, you know, if, if what I think he might do. I don't know. He might not. The writing says I'm trying to sell the team, but the voice says I'm well, trying to sell the team. Well, if you look at his statement, it's it's kind of one of those tongue in cheek where it's it's like, you know, this is what you gotta say when you've been in this situation checking off all these boxes. And it really just feels like I'm sorry that people reported me. I'm not sorry for what I did. And so I kind of lost any respect that I might have had for him selling the team when I read his his statement, Drew. Yeah. So expect it from that guy, though. Oh, of course. Um, I'm talking some Sarver, but now we can shift over to a more recent. I mean, they're both recent, but this one's was a little one that you know just kind of caught us all off guard. Definitely, uh, especially especially considering who his actual woman is. You know, the yeah. prettiest woman like ever for like everybody growing up. <laughs> Everybody's some most most a lot of people's first loves Miss Nia Long, mm-hmm. who still looks great to this day. Of course, but. Ime Udoku is the person that I'm referring to, the head coach of the Boston Celtics, who just took his team to the finals last year. Oh, my goodness, ESPN ads. Can you please stop? What was that? I thought that was a sound effect that Cam was playing in the background. I was like, wait, how did you figure that out? Yeah, I didn't know. No, I mean, they can count, I guess. But he's Udoku is facing a suspension for the entire season. Yeah, the same, same uh, for as his Sarver. role for his role in an intimate relationship not not the same as Harvard here well no <laughs> with a female member of the franchise's staff sources told ESPN earlier today recording on a Thursday we are the relationship is considered a violation of the organization's guidelines and the proposed penalty for Udoku is largely unprecedented for a sitting head coach yeah. in the NBA a formal announcement is expected as soon as Sometime today, we might get it while we're recording live. To be honest, BJ, who knows? Keep an eye out, eye out for that. Yeah, that was uh, it. Was something that broke late last night, Drew, and, and was not really seen by a whole lot of people until this morning. So we, I don't think we saw anything 
formally announced today. Uh, so this is still kind of up in the air in terms of suspension news or whatnot. Right. It's still just a report. Right. Maybe a first thing in the morning thing. Who mm-hmm. knows? But uh, it's imminent. Yeah. Uh, assistant coach Joe Mazzula is likely to become Boston's interim coach for the season. Sources told ESPN Udoka's top assistant coach, Will Hardy, left the team in June to become coach of the Utah Jazz. Yeah. Uh, this was a shocking little deal here, uh, BJ. Just a, just some random news that kind of came out of nowhere and just kind of smacked us all in the face Yeah. Uh, last night slash this morning. Uh, if you were an early sleeper, you didn't see this until you woke up. But, yeah, this is this kind of out of nowhere. Celtics coming off a final strip and now got some head coach drama and – or head coach situation, whatever you want to call it. And yeah. now they face, you know, will they be as good with the guy that's going to be the interim coach um, in uh, Joe Mazzula? Or will the Boston Celtics fall off and, you know, will Yudoka be able to get back in his position even? I mean, like, there's a kind of, there's, I mean, there's a fair amount to unpack here for the Celtics and, you know, just what they've, you know, the hand that they've just been dealt, yeah. you know, especially coming off a trip to the final. Yeah, I, I don't think that this is going to necessarily affect the team as much until you get into those, like, late-game situations where coaching really does come and, and, you know, plays a factor more so than just raw talent because Boston still got the talent to be competitive and be a playoff team this year out on the court. That, you know, is, is something that goes without, without a doubt, but there is, you know, still an element of you got to have somebody there, you know, that can drop a play and say, you know, Hey, I, I want these guys. I want you to space here. I want you to go here. And, and, you know, I mean, it may just be, it may be something that, you know, you see a little bit more of what we've seen from some of the superstars in the game where, you know, they they do kind of, you know, run the ship and, and call the plays and you've got a figurehead coach, at least for this season, you know, get Jason Tatum some more touches and and, and uh, let him be kind of the, the one that's leading this team through the season as opposed to, you know, Udoka. I wonder how good their defense is going to be. Uh, you know, I, I think that that was something that, you know, Udoka did not get a lot of, you know, credit for last year is that they had the best defense in the league. And it was in large part, thanks to him and, and the, you know, the talent that they put on that roster. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm, I'm curious if they lose a step kind of on the defensive side, if they're, you know, more focused on like, you know, offensive oriented, trying to go on fast breaks or, or whatnot. It, it really does. There is a lot of questions to be seen, but, you know, I, I my wonder is with, him being suspended for a year, you know, normally you don't see this kind of a long suspension for something that from all, all accounts that I've seen so far, this was a consensual relationship, but maybe it wasn't reported to the team's ownership or, or whatnot. I'm not sure. Um, it, it just makes you question like, you know, how bad was this? Like how egregious was this? Because if it had been worse, he wouldn't have his job. It wouldn't be a year-long suspension. But it couldn't have been just the fact that he forgot to report it to HR because that would have probably just been, you know, maybe a month-long suspension and you still keep him and, and he plays the game. So I, I don't know, Drew. I really don't know what to make of, of what the – like how severity this this whole situation is. 
Yeah, and as uh, as Cam saying in the chat, he says he thinks that they're going to take a huge step back defensively in mm-hmm. Boston. I think, I don't know about huge, but I do believe step back. You know, just for one, just because the East is coming back healthy and yeah. you know fully loaded, that's going to be arguably stronger than the West again. Oh yeah. Uh, if if you if you consider it being stronger than the West last year, but still, I think you know they're going to have a leg up maybe this year. Yeah. Uh, especially since, you know, teams like the Jazz won't be formidable anymore. Donovan Mitchell's over here, joined a really good team in the Cavs and things like that. So good teams are a lot better in the East now. So uh, it's it's going to be a dogfight over yeah, there. Yeah, absolutely. So it's, it's just going to be tough defensively in general. How do you guard the Cavs now? You know, uh, Garland, Mitchell, Allen, Mobley. I mean, yeah. that's, a, that's a young arsenal. Absolutely. And, uh, is Rubio coming back health or coming back to play? I think I don't know. He might have got traded. I can't remember. But I thought he was traded. Still a lot of young guns to a team that was already pretty good last year. But yeah, they're gonna they're gonna have to take a step back. You know, with, without the guy that you know took them to the finals in his first year. Um, so, I mean, they'll they'll still come back with some personnel. They can play defense. You know, their defensive player of the year is coming back. Yeah. Uh, you know, Robert Williams as well. Jason Tatum, good defender. Jalen Brown, competent defender. So I mean, they'll they'll have the base of their defense as, as long as they can keep the scheme together. You know, his voice on the sideline and missing is gonna matter, but yeah. they should still be pretty good overall. So I don't remember where they ranked at the end of the year last season, but let's say they were a top five defense. They probably were. I mean, yeah, with that unit right there, uh, they probably fall outside the top ten now. Um, probably closer to like mid or right around that 10 10 range 10 to 12 ish just because of everybody else you know people coming back teams are going to be healthier and things yeah like it's, it's so. going to be insane to to see uh in the east this year they had i believe drew they had the best defense in the east besides the heat yeah so they actually finished sixth so they were just outside the top five but not by much uh, miami was the only other defense in the east that was better than the celtics were last year Right, so I think they do take that slight step back, but uh, that's our uh, that's our NBA chit chat for today. Uh, now it's time to slide into uh, another segment for today, uh, a classic, Mister BJ. It's BJ's best. Howdy, well, thank you, Drew. Uh, you know, we've talked a lot of basketball over the past three seasons, Drew. We talk about it in every single episode, so I thought that I would, uh, you know, kind of go a little bit more in depth with uh, some college basketball when I, uh, when I talk about how college basketball seems to have started early, Drew. Uh, we've got Hoops Blue Bloods, Kansas, Kentucky, North Carolina, and Duke that are all undefeated to start the season, and the calendar hasn't even said October. Wait, this is a football story? This is a football story, Drew. Kansas, Kentucky... Duke and North Carolina are undefeated in football, not basketball. College game day need to pay a visit somewhere. Yeah, Duke and Kansas is this weekend. I, I don't understand why you'd rather go to, you know, Florida and Tennessee as opposed to going to, you know, a couple of Blue Bloods in, in basketball that are both having great seasons so far on the gridiron. Uh, Drew, you know, this is the four winningest programs in men's college basketball history. And they're all undefeated in football to start the year at three and which has never happened before now. Uh, in fact, Drew, I went and looked 
So I, I did a little bit more digging because I found the story in the athletic uh, talking about how hoops, blue bloods, Kansas, Kentucky, North Carolina, and Duke built their undefeated football teams to start. So that, those will be the ones that get the most attention. But I went through the top 25 men's college basketball programs in terms by wins all time. And I found that 17 of the top 25 teams in basketball are also at no worse than two and one to start the season in football this year. So you've got Kansas, Kentucky, North Carolina, and Duke, all at three and zero. You've got Syracuse, who ranks sixth all time in men's college basketball wins. They're also three and zero. UCLA and Indiana are also in the top ten, and they're also three and zero in football. So that right there, Drew, is seven of the top ten men's college basketball programs all time according to wins that are undefeated at three and zero. And obviously, if, if the top four have never been undefeated at the same time then seven of the top 10 have never been undefeated at the same time in, in football as well. But you can keep going down further, Drew. Arizona, Cincinnati, Illinois, Utah, Western Kentucky, Texas, BYU, and Washington are all in the 11 through 20 range in terms of men's college basketball wins. And they're all 2-1 and one with the exception of Washington, who is 3-0. So that's eight more teams. And then Oregon State and NC State are – two of the remaining between 20 and 25 and they're undefeated at three and zero. it's, it's just insane to think about if you're a basketball fan to see how much success the football teams are having. Uh, you know, Kansas has been so bad in football for so long. Uh, you know, it's finally just now, this is the first time drew that Kansas has started three and zero in 13 years. They had not started three and zero since 2009. So, I believe that. Yeah, they they this is a Kansas team offensively that is one of the best in the country in terms of points per game. The last time they did that, Drew, where they were leading the country in points per game and undefeated through 3-0 was 07 when they went 11-1 and then went on to win the Orange Bowl. So, you know, they they needed some quarterback talent. They hadn't had a legitimate quarterback since that 07 team which was led by Todd Reesing. They had some NFL players. Obviously, if you remember Aqib Tlaib, he was on that uh, Kansas team in 2007. Um, but this year, Drew, they've got some legitimate stars uh, led by Jalen Daniels. He is operating behind what appears, at least so far, to be a quality offensive line. They rank second nationally in rushing yards per play. And Jalen Daniels, with his dual threat abilities, he, he passed for over 300 yards and ran for over 100 yards and had five total touchdowns in their road win at Houston just last week. He's yet to be sacked on the year. So if, if you haven't started watching this Kansas team play some football, I, I, I would strongly recommend it because they are – they've got – Drew, they've got a legitimate chance. They've got some tough matchups coming up, but they could be 6-0 and going into a, a road game at Oklahoma coming up here in a few weeks. That's just mind-boggling the way that their schedule allows them potentially now because they've gotten through these two early, you know, hurdles that they could get some, you know, big time wins. They could be a bowl team. And nobody Man. was thinking that before the season started. I don't it, think any of this holds BJ. You don't think any of that holds? Okay. Maybe not any of that, but the majority of it, probably not. 
Well, I mean, I'm just going through some of the stats. Like, you, you may not believe it, but you know, it's true. But you know how preseason, you know, like early season schedules can be for some oh, teams. Oh, I know. Like but some teams, especially like those teams that you don't care about and you don't expect to win at football, schedule some, they'll schedule some clunkers for them. Some like, I don't know, back alley Westwood State going to be facing against Duke and now uh, yeah, Duke's going to crash I, them 45 to 10. I understand that argument for sure, but. Kansas played on the road. They've already played a conference game. They're 1-0 in conference play because they won on the road at West Virginia in overtime. But then they went on the road and beat Houston, a Houston team that was expected, Drew, to be contending for the American Athletic Conference title this year and still can, even though they've mm-hmm. lost a couple of non-conference games. They're, they're looking pretty good. And another team that's looking at this point, Drew, really good so far is Kentucky. They got a statement win on the road in, in a top, they're in the top 10 right now. Uh, they won at Florida back in week two by 10. They have not had a 10 win season since 1977. Uh, or well, they hadn't until Mark Stoops came in and now they're trying to achieve that beat for the third time in the last five years. So they're, 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 they've been pretty consistently successful here. The, the past few years, uh, Kentucky's won at Tennessee under Stoops for the first time since 84, beat Florida for the first time since 86 back in 2017, I think. And then they've won, th- they've won three of the past five meetings with Florida, which is, had just never happened before in Kentucky history. Um, so it's, it's going to be interesting to watch Kentucky and the SEC East. Obviously, you know, the, the cream of the crop is still Georgia, but they've got some winnable games remaining on their schedule that would allow Kentucky to possibly get to 10 wins yet again. Uh, North Carolina's looked good. They, they did uh, their defense is kind of uh, a little bit suspect. They allowed a, a 40 point quarter to uh, Appalachian state, but Appalachian state then went on to beat Texas A&M the, the following week. So, you know, it, it remains to be seen with this North Carolina team, what they can do under Mac Brown and then Duke um, Duke has been, you know, kind of, a little bit sus for the past few years. I don't pay attention to their football yeah. team. I'm sorry. That's okay. They're they're also <laughs> undefeated. Um, but they they hired former AM defensive coordinator Mike Elko, and they've started off three zero as well. So if you're a basketball fan, yeah, absolutely, you should be you know familiar with these names. But if you're a football fan, pay attention to some of these teams. Keep an eye on them. I'm not saying they're going to go and be contenders for the playoff or anything. Oh, like yes, that he year. is. That's no, what I'm saying. not saying that at all. But if, if you are, uh, if you're looking for an underdog to root for, at least in the football sense, you know, you don't have to root for them in basketball because of how much they win, but they don't win this much in football. So I just want to give some, you know, credit to where credit's due for these teams. And that is BJ's best. I'm going to highlight the traditional blue bloods on the, court that are having great starts on the gridiron man maybe some of those blue blood players will sneak out and make make the draft i think they could i think they could watch out for jalen yeah. daniels especially I, I think he's got legitimate talent he'll, he'll be a late round pick I'm, I'm sure but he could be drafted i think he will be yeah. He very well could be. He could be in the NFL. Speaking of the NFL, yeah. NFL action out there, BJ, it's in full swing Ooh. at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays. Cowboys haven't had enough of those lately. And even <laughs> bigger wins. We got one Yeah, recently. that's that very good. true. New customers can bet just $5, just $5, on any NFL team to win 
as I don't know if I recommend Cowboys this week either because <laughs> I'm always nervous. Cooper Rush is a quarterback, whatever. Yeah. And get two hundred dollars in free bets if they do. That's right, Drew. And if that's not enough for you, don't worry. You can go and step up your game with DraftKings same game parlays. Everyone can boost their winnings with these stepped up same game parlays. Every leg you add for right now, at least you can add every, every leg that you add can boost your winnings up to a hundred percent. So payouts would be bigger than ever. Why would you want to bet on football anywhere else, Drew? Plus to make things even sweeter, throw down on stepped up same game parlays once per game day, all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code TBPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, Drew. I know we talk about this every week, and I never get tired of hearing about it, but... Before we get to what's on Drew's mind, I know you've uh, you got those those earbuds in uh, when you're not doing your podcasting and everything like that. You got the music going. You've been walking the dog early in the mornings, and I always ask you. I mean, I'm always looking for some new music. What's been you know cranking in the ears this week? Well, it won't be any new music, BJ. I recycle a lot. Okay. So I believe I mentioned. The weekend in my last in our last episode, he's mm-hmm. he's back in my back in the speakers bumping uh, uh, once again. Had to had to get back into some weekend as one of my favorite artists, so I'm jamming Absolutely. jamming him lately. I'm not necessarily running to him or anything like that or doing my walks, but uh, at work at work I'll turn I'll turn him on. That's who I'll listen to at work this past week. Uh, so it's it's been good. It's been solid. You know, never get let down by the weekend. Top notch. Uh, one reason it's been great, though, BJ, been using those Raycon wireless earbuds to do so. Heck yeah, Drew. With those Raycon everyday earbuds, they look, feel, and sound better than ever. They've got those optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit. They are so comfortable, and they're not going to budge. You can use them when you're around the house cleaning up or if you're out for exercise, whatnot. They're not going to fall out. You don't have to worry about chasing them down the street when they're about to roll into the gutter or anything like that. So just trust me, they're going to give you eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life. And best of all, Drew, they're priced just right. You get quality audio at half the price of the other premium audio brands. And it's no wonder, Drew, why Raycon's everyday earbuds have over 50,000 five-star reviews. Top-notch. Top notch indeed, BJ. A couple of features. You guys you guys know I like the noise isolation and that awareness mode on my Raycon. So that's that's how I'm getting down every time I got my Raycons in my ears. Uh, make sure you go to go goodness. Make sure you go to go. Oh my goodness, this is the second time I'll just error this. <laughs> Go to buyraycon.com. I can finally talk now today and use code TBPN15 to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's code TBPN15 at buyraycon.com to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com, code TBPN15. All right. Good stuff, as always, from our friends over at Raycon. We got through it, Drew. We got through it. Don't worry. It's all good. All right. Well, other than maybe a little bit of a flub up there, uh, Drew, what's on your mind for this week? 
What's on my mind this week, ladies and gentlemen? As of course, it's always a lot, but more specifically this week, it's it's my franchise player. My franchise player is on my mind because he's been he's been very vocal lately, specifically on 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 TV. It was on ESPN recently. It's uh, Malika Andrews' show. Uh, NBA Today, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, NBA Today. Yeah. Luca came on there, and he had some he had some very strong words for our Mavs fans. Um, and if you don't mind, I'm going to share my screen here. Okay. Or actually, you can we can just you should be able to hear the audio here. Okay. Okay. So let's go through it. When you look around the league, the majority of upper echelon teams they have multiple superstars. Do you think that you need another All Star to truly contend here? No, I mean, I think we have great players on, on our team. Uh, there's plenty very underrated guys that I think should be talked about more. So I don't think so. I think we have a great team. Who are those underrated guys that you think need a little bit more shine? Let's give them some shine here. Uh, for sure, number one is Dorian Finney-Smith. You know, he's, he's worked really, really hard. Uh, he's one of the best defensive guys. If And if he's open, he's going to make a shot. Uh, there's a couple more, you know, Spence is going to have a big role this year. Uh, talking about Christian Wood, you know, uh, he's his new player to Dallas, but I think he's going to be huge for us. Those are some of Luca's words on NBA today. Um, so Luca confident in his guys and saying that Spence is going to have a big role this next season, which he will, as expected. Um, but... Some other things Luca has been saying lately, and I actually legitimately thought it was in that clip, but it wasn't, um, is that he expects the Dallas Mavericks to make the finals this Ooh. year. Is this championship or bust? Is it this we need to make it to the finals and that's what we're going for this year? What is your expectation? I mean, my expectation is to make it to the finals, you know, first of all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know it's going to be really, really hard. Uh, but we got to believe, you know, everybody got to believe it. And if, if the whole team believes, you know, uh, it can probably happen, but it's going to be really hard. BJ, I, I understand, you know, you were this close last yeah. year. You expect to, you know, realistically, you, the next step up is the finals. And Luca has high expectations. Guy that loves to win, demands to win. And he says this team. He expects his team to make the finals and not a whole lot of change in this team. Just one loss and one addition really and getting mm-hmm. a healthy Tim Hardaway Jr. back, you know, a minor bit of player shuffle at the bottom of our roster rotation. But that's it. You know, everything yeah. else is mostly the same. And Luca says it's basically saying it's finals time. Um, I admire Definitely. the confidence of my franchise player. Definitely. Like, yes, absolutely. And I, I wish I had the Dirk audio, but I heard him on the fan recently uh, and talking about the expectations of this team, talking about, uh, you know, it took him 10 years to break through, you know, the first time. So, you know, it's just it's not as easy as it kind of sounds like you think you're on the brink of it and you can make it again. So, like, I don't remember what year I think it was that uh, Dirk and Steve Nash had made the conference finals before and didn't break through. I think that might've been three or something his last year there. Uh, maybe I can look, but they were, they, but, but they had made the semifinals for sure. Like so many times in the second round, I don't know if they had made a conference finals, but always pushing the brink, you know, getting 50 wins and all that stuff. And then he finally broke through. So, 
you know, you understand where Luca's coming from here and, you know, his expectations as a winner. So, you know, BJ, what, what I, what I want to ask, you know, within my, what's on Drew's mind, I guess, is, and, and there's more to this Luca segment aside from, you know, these things that he's saying, but, um, you think that's realistic for the Mavs this, this season? I mean, it's, it's a good question because it's realistic, but it doesn't feel like it's realistic like it to me it, it feels you know very gutsy but i trust in luca and and i mean you know when you've got luca when you've got a playmaker like luca and how you know how much talent has the you know the west lost from a year ago that has gone out to the east and now it feels like you know the west is is the you know they've still got some great teams that obviously the defending champions are here in the western conference you've got a lot of young teams that are, you know, primed and, and maybe ready to break over that hump, uh, you know, Mavericks would be included in that. But it also feels like if it's not now, then it, it may not be for a while. Like this, this does feel like, you know, you've got to strike while the iron's hot. You did lose Jalen Brunson, but if you get a, you know, Hardaway back at full strength, you know, for the season, you know, does that really limit you or, or can you, you know, are you, are you going to get to that point or can you get beyond that point? I think you could, especially with bringing in Christian Wood. I think that's one of the, the guys he mentioned Dorian Finney Smith and with good reason that, you know, uh, Dodo definitely needs to get some more attention at, you know, at least on the national stage. But I think bringing in Christian Wood could be, you know, the extra piece that helps this Mavericks team if they're going to get to the conference, you know, not just the conference finals, but the NBA finals as well. Um, And, you know, you've got to kind of take advantage of before you got to lock in these players and and give them the long-term money that like Jalen Brunson wanted that you didn't give him. Question. Mm -hmm. Are these upcoming Dallas Mavericks, or you could even, well, maybe even take this last season's Dallas Mavericks, are they are okay? Not in last seasons, but this upcoming Dallas Mavericks team. What you see on piece of paper and what you know they finished last year with a couple of swaps. Do you think this Mavs team is better than either of the teams that made the twenty twenty one finals? No. Neither of those teams made the finals last year. No, I don't think they're better than than uh, the Warriors. And I don't, so, and I don't know. If, so, I don't think they're better than the Celtics either. No, no, no. Uh, oh, are you talking about the Mavs teams that made it to the finals in the past? No, no, no. So, like, um, okay. So I'm comparing them to the the Suns that went to the finals in 21, and the Bucks oh, okay. that went to the finals in 21. Okay. Those two teams. Not, not the teams and, that just recently. right not previous mavericks teams like this upcoming mavericks team um what we know about it versus those two teams you say they're not better correct they are not they're not yeah. better neither one of those teams the suns last year or the bucks last year returned to the finals is what i'm yeah. saying so correct. Like, correct. just just showing the difficulty of making it back you know those teams were finals teams not conference finals yeah teams finals teams and they didn't make it back absolutely the promised land in back-to-back seasons when a lot of people had them both penciled in to make it back 
Yeah. Um, I mean, you and I did, I'm pretty sure, at least. Right. Yeah. And uh, so that just makes it less and less likely that the Mavericks will, you know, return to even the same spot. You yeah. know, let alone take another step forward. If they did, Lucas an MVP and Christian Woods an All Star for the first time. My lord, I love being wrong. Give it yeah. to me. I love. I love it. I it, it but one. I mean, you, you talk about it was it was 03, like you said, it was 03 that they made it to the Western Conference Finals and they lost the Spurs. It took another couple seasons through 2006 before they got even further than that. They made it back and they got through Phoenix and then they ultimately lost to Miami. But you know, obviously we, we, we don't want to hark, hark up the past. And then from there on, it took another five years. It took five more years after that for Dirk to even get back to the, the finals, not just the conference finals, because, you know, 07, we, we don't have to talk about that, but we all know what happened. And they yeah. didn't even make it back to the conference finals until that 2011 team. Uh, you know, so it's it's tough. It really is tough. You, you never know what, you know, season to season is going to give you. And so you've got to kind of strike while the iron's hot. If, if they can get to the finals this year, then, you know, they're ahead of schedule, I think. And it, it may be their their best chance in, in, for for a while, at least, to get get there with all the young talent that's coming up in the West. And the additional Luca news that I had is that he's got some stuff coming out with Jumpman. Uh, they posted something earlier today. He also posted it himself. Um, it's the world of Luca, where he commands every aspect of the game with mesmerizing movements and logic-defying buckets. Capture the magic in his debut signature shoe, the Luca One. Uh, link in their bios over on, uh, you know, the Jumpman Twenty Three Twitter, mm-hmm. and, and Luca's personal account as well. Or actually, in that Jordan, it's in, yeah, it's it's in it's in Luca's bio too. Okay. It's called The Legend of Seven. Yeah. The Luca One, The Legend of Seven, drops tomorrow on the debut of this episode. Yeah. And so didn't, didn't get... they talk about uh, possibly a, a Luca AI coming as well? I, I, think uh, I, I don't saw, know, actually. I think I saw something about that, potentially. That that may be something for BJ's Best next week. Oh, wait. Um, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Um, Yeah, the Luca AI, the virtual alter ego of Luca. It's Luke. L-U-K dot A-I backslash. Um, let's see. Yeah, you just you sign up to be notified when new information becomes available. Get your email. Okay. And you're on an email mailing list for okay. Luca's thing. I know uh, they were talking about doing like a TikTok account for it or something like that. Yes, he does have a TikTok account. Um, I don't know if that's straight up Luca's, you know, TikTok, TikTok. Yeah, it's on, it's on Luca's TikTok straight okay. up now. So it's on there for you guys Very to interesting. go check out. Got a, at least, I think three videos um, on TikTok with it all on there. So, yeah, it's all super interesting. <laughs> but good uh, stuff on your mind, man. Good stuff. You want to know something funny, BJ? What's I actually, that? I know a guy that is already really the owner of the Suns. That I mean, he just have to buy it to make it official. Is it Luca? It's Luca, baby. That's right. <laughs> It's Luca, baby. After the after the comeback from uh, you know two zero deficit and winning in seven, yeah, especially that right. game seven just crushing defeat in in the the uh, what they call it the pledge climate arena. Is that what the name of it is now? A climate pledge. Yeah, climate pledge. I had it in verse. That's all right. Yeah, all good. All good. But yeah, 
And uh, that's going to do it for what's on Drew's mind. I love it. I love it. Drew, Drew, we're going to see how much money we can pony up and, and see if we can get uh, Luca to the point that he can buy the Suns. Oh, man. Man, he's already an owner, so he should get a discount at this point. Agreed. From the but like, Definitely hey, you saw what I did to your team in the playoffs. <laughs> just give me 15% off. Well, speaking of those playoffs, Drew, we just saw the end of the WNBA playoffs and the Aces, for the first time in franchise history, they get the uh, they get the WNBA championship as called back before the season by yours truly. I was gonna give you the credits, but if you want to gas yourself up, all right, okay. I hey, I, I, okay. I have you to. You, you, I mean, I was okay. gonna say, you know, how how okay. little I get things right. I mean, we've got that that, yeah, uh, that NCAA that video, bracket. Uh, that. That I mean, second chance. I, I got. I got to take advantage when I, when I do get something right, where I do yeah. actually sound pretty smart. So. Heck yeah, and then the Suns suffer utter defeat for the second time in four years in the WNBA Finals. Yeah. Wah, wah, wah. And, and the WNBA Finals MVP, Chelsea Gray. Yeah. Chelsea Gray. And it is crazy what she did in the playoffs. Yeah. And if I can actually find this Mike, uh, Mark Schindler stat, Mark Schindler, uh, former uh, one-time guest host for the lowdown mm-hmm. in one of BJ's absences, he had some stats from Chelsea Gray's uh, performance in the uh, WNBA Finals, just some, like, really kind of dug into numbers on, like, what she did. And uh, I'm going to see if I can get those really quick. Uh, but Mark always does fantastic work for – for WNBA.com and all the other all the other affiliates that he he writes for, um, but yeah, I mean Chelsea Gray put on a master class throughout the WNBA playoffs and it continued in the finals. Uh, only really had one brief moment of absence, you could say, in the finals, and that was that second half in Game Three where I think she was held scoreless. So other than that, she went she went berserk, and it was. You know, warranted that she get that WNBA Finals MVP. AJ had a very good case, but it would feel so robbed if you let Chelsea Gray not get the Finals MVP at the end of that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you you just gotta you know look back and and see if if this is the t- tweet you're talking about, Drew. Final numbers for the 2022 playoffs in 10 games, she averaged 21.7 points per game and seven assists. She was 72.7 percent true shooting on about 14 and a half field goals attempted per game, which is much higher than the league average, which is right around 54%. So she was nearly 20% better per game than the usual league average. She shot about 54.4% from deep in the playoffs with just under six attempts per game. She was over 65%, almost 66% on just two pointers and just straight bullseye from three to 10 feet. She was 63%. Yeah. 63% 63% from 10 to 16 and 69% from 16 to the arc. I mean, that's, that's absurd. Literally. I think absurd. that's, I think like, that's the tweet if you're referring to. Yes. It. Yes. And I mean, she was just absolute buckets, dude. And like yeah. the majority of it was on jumpers, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like just, just dropping them off. Like you remember that one game that Melo had 60 on jumpers, no free throws. Yeah. And, like, this is just that type of absurdity, you know, stretch of 10-game playoffs. You know, it's just uh, – it, it was a master class by Chelsea Gray. Just 
crazy. She said, and uh, I don't know if you read the bottom part. He had a reply at the bottom. He forgot to add something or he didn't have characters. 12.3% of her twos were assisted. That's it. Everything else was self-created. Legitimately, legitimately the greatest offensive postseason run I think we've ever seen. Wow. Just phenomenal. In, insane. And Asia Wilson was absurd in the WNBA finals as well. Uh, Sun just didn't have enough to get it done. Uh, not enough DB, to be honest. But, yeah. I mean, there's more things that could have went wrong with the Aces. But, honestly, BJ, I forgot to slide in this other piece of news. It's actually way mm-hmm. more important than the end of this finals. But I shout out to the Aces. I figured this is what you were going to talk about. Shout out to the Aces for winning the 2022 WNBA championship. You finally did it. I don't have Absolutely. to be on your butts anymore to start the beginning of the season because you are worthy of this praise. And you got some freaking ballers out yes, there. Sure. Son, you had a you had a good run. But I don't think you're going to be back anytime soon because the band is about to break up. Yeah. But the big news that I'm referring to, BJ, mm-hmm. and it's just, it's it's kind of, I don't want to say kind of, it's pretty absurd at this point. The Dallas Wings fired head coach Vicky Johnson the other day. Yeah, I saw that. I, I thought that might have been what you were going to mention. On Monday. Yeah. And I was in the middle of football prep. And I get this notification. I actually, honestly, I didn't see the email first. I was getting texts and messages from my other reporters that cover the wings and, and do Mavs and stuff. And I was just like, huh. See, somebody texted me. They were just like, what the hell? And I was like, what? <laughs> what did I do? What, what's wrong? Uh, did I do something? <laughs> I was like, I was just confused. And then I had to ask them and I went digging. I'm like, oh my goodness. Yeah. He is at it again. And I say he, that is Greg Bibb just firing away no caution to the wind if you don't win a championship no matter if you win games or you lose games you're gonna get fired by greg Bibb. i mean two this playoff is, appearances in both of her like two seasons and that's still got not better enough. both got better from one year to the next mm-hmm. and Best record had a, in franchise history right and didn't have a fully healthy roster either one of those years no and Man, they're going when they hire this new head coach. If, if you know, Bib doesn't get ran out to sell the team, he probably won't. But I mean, I, I know people are fed up. I didn't get to scroll Twitter because I was still prepping at the time, so I didn't see how irate all the Wings fans were. But I mean, I'm I'm furious. Well, not furious, but I'm upset just because it's just ridiculous. Like, you know, Vicky tried and she uttered that. She brought this team together, you know, no matter, you know, what the circumstances of the, you know, the hand she was dealt, uh, you know, with the trading of Tierra or trading to get Tierra McCown, which was not a part of the type of system that Vicky Johnson likes to play fast paced, uh, move the ball, you know, uh, uh, you know, just running gun, you know, trying to use the young legs and things like that, trying to get steals and, and really lead in pace. And then you then you force, you know, McCown in there. Yes, I mean, she was a piece that this team kind of needed, but it was not, you know, what the coach you had right there already was kind of, you know, set to try and do, you know, the offense she wanted to run, how she wanted to coach this team. And, yeah. you know, I had mentioned before that, you know, Tierra was, you know, forced in there and into the starting lineup, you know, t- to start playing. And like VJ, I mean, in the beginning, I really felt like she didn't want it because it's not how she wanted to play. Not that she wasn't confident in who Tierra was as a player, but yeah. like, you know, what they had was, you know, working in year two uh, early on. Like, they had a starting unit, which I don't remember 
I, I'm pretty sure it was either seven and three or eight and three, something like that. That was really good starting together. It was Marina Mabry, Erika Agumbawale, Alicia Gray, uh, Kayla Thornton, and Isabel Harrison had you know a seven seven or eight and three record with each other early in the season, mm-hmm. and then they started you know changing a couple of lineups, and then that's when Tierra started starting. You know that was their best lineup. I think even to finish the season after even the late season success uh, to push to the playoffs. Um, and it's just, it, it, it forced Vicky to change how she wanted to coach. Like, like, cause I was asking her, you know, if, you know, this changes things, you know, dump it in a Tierra, like you're not playing fast anymore. And Vicky was saying that she still wanted to play fast, um, you know, early on, but then it became, you know, totally switching the scheme. Like, Hey, we're going to post a big T dump it inside. Uh, you know, they can't stop her and, you know, this and that and the third, but, it's just just ridiculous uh going on the when they hire the next coach it's going to be the fifth coach in going on six seasons yeah since 2018 right yep yep so you know i get agler when he when he came in he wanted a new challenge and to try and rebuild a team and kind of make it successful like he just that that team was not built to win like it just did not have the pieces around each other to really win basketball games it was just basketball players put on a roster to try and figure stuff out and it just didn't end well that project for him didn't end well to try and coach young players he was a veteran coach and i i totally understood what happened there vj coming in like he did all this bib did all this talking about you know wanting a coach that's kind of been there and done that, you know, a, a coach that's that's played before, and that was the logic in hiring VJ. So, like, what's the logic now? Like, yeah. where are we at at this point? You've had every type of coach. Now, you've you've had a black male coach. You've had a black female interim head coach that you could have kept, but you didn't. Uh, you just had a black female head coach, you know, in general. Mm-hmm. And you had a white male coach. I mean, now, I mean, you get a, are we about to hire a, a white female coach now, or are we just kind of going around – the spectrum here. Go get I mean, Becky. Just, go bring in Becky. Just, here we go. I know that it's not going to happen, but I can dream. Oh. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know who could be next coming in. You know, maybe know. he's like, you know what, Walt Hopkins. You know, come in here and fill this role. You know, I'm not in there tossing idea. some crazy night names yeah. that would happen. Oh my goodness, you know what? You know, former player, but let's get a guy that's been it, that's done it in the NBA. He might be able to toughen our players up. Derek Fisher, come on over here. He's coached in the WNBA before. Come yeah, on down. No, be great. Um, I mean. I just, I just don't know where we're headed at this point and like, yeah. you know, how any of this makes sense. How, how is any of this healthy to the team? Like it's not, I mean, and that's, you know, that's the thing in, that you look at is like the common denominator. It's, it's not, it's not, you know, a, uh, not an issue of the coaching after a while, because, you know, this, this team did make two playoff appearances. They weren't at full strength when they, went out and, and, and we're not able to to take down one of the two teams that would compete for the WNBA championship ultimately at the end of the day. Um, and it's not on the coaching. you got to look, you know, we've talked about this before. We, we talked about how it, it goes higher than that. And and so, you know, when, when is enough is enough when you're trying to have too many kitchen, you know, cooks in the kitchen, you know, putting their fingers in the pot, trying to, build this team up to be on that same level as a championship contender. It's, it's just, it's frustrating. It's really frustrating to watch this. It just, it just really thought, you know, you kind of think that, you know, VJ still being able to do stuff, you know, without a fully healthy roster year after year, you yeah. know, these first couple still made the playoffs. Wasn't, you know, 
didn't have the uh, 500 or above record the first year, but still still made it in regardless of the the injuries that she had throughout the season. Then this year, you know, still made the playoffs, almost got your team to above five 500 for the first time ever. Got it to 500 to finish the year for the first time ever. Got you your first playoff victory and your first home playoff game ever, and got your first coach of the month ever. Got your help get your first player of the month ever, and you're just like, we're gonna we're gonna pursue someone else. What what literal like automatic championship answers out there? Like you better be bringing back Dan Hughes. You better be bringing back Dan Hughes, Greg Bibb, if you're gonna fire VJ after doing a pretty good job. Yeah. I mean, she could have she could have done better in some aspects probably because some sometimes I was like, why is your team doing this? She's like, I don't know. Like that's not that's a terrible answer. But yeah. other than that. I think the reason behind the firing, you know, if you could point it to a reason, you know, they haven't held a media press conference. They're not going to. And I heard that they're not going to hold one until they hire the new coach. So mm-hmm. they want to stretch out the time. So people kind of forget the questions they immediately have for bib. And mm-hmm. then when they hire a new one, they're going to just, they're just, uh, they're doing it to where they only have questions about the new coach and don't have as many questions about why VJ got fired and, you know, this, that, and the third. Yeah. But, no, uh, I think it's because of, you know, the, the roster situation, bringing in McCowan and it not fitting with VJ's style, kind of Viv kind of forcing it in, but like, hey, this one's going to start. That's what we brought her in here for. Even though it's not your style of play, she's about to play. And, you know, clearly, you know, this uh, – what am I, what's the words I'm trying to say? Disagreances in styles, you know? So maybe yeah. that's where Bib was just like, you know what? She wanted to play fast. She wanted to play with pace, leading steals. I want to play slow and dump it inside with Tierra and maybe kick it out and shoot a Rike for three, maybe for three. Yeah. And then let's all two go to work sometimes. That's how I want to play it now. Yeah. So VJ doesn't like to do that. She only did it because I told her to. Let's go get somebody who plays like that. Yeah. But the goofiest part is like, if you're if you're getting rid of her, getting rid of her, even though she adapted for you and made it work and did all that stuff for you, and you know playoffs, 500 record, coach of the month, player of the month, and you don't get somebody that per, like really knows how to run like a slow down, dump it inside to a big, kick it out, uh, you know, for shots to stars, and you know let you know let players like Satu, you know, work for driving kicks and things like that. If you don't find like the coach. This was pointless. You should have just kept, should have kept the train rolling. Yeah. Should have kept the train rolling. Next step was above 500 record. Your whole team healthy as for as much, for as, as long as humanly possible. And possibly and, a semifinal appearance at, at yes, least. And, yeah. and, 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 a, and a, yeah, and a semifinal berth at least, you know, yeah. the next step, like, Bil- continue, yeah. like you Bil- finally actually making legitimate strides, like, Last year you made playoffs. I mean, both years you made playoffs. One year you didn't have a 500 record. This year you did. Last year you didn't win a playoff game. This year you did. Yeah. You know, like it's going. The bar it's is ascending. slowly climbing up. And then you fire the person helping everybody climb. Yeah. Because she didn't totally agree with what you wanted to do, but she did yeah. it anyway and made it work. Yeah. But because she probably didn't agree immediately she's got to go now yeah, i need somebody that i need someone that bends to my every will and that's that's the thing you're not going to find that and obeys yeah, yeah. that's I mean, and that's now that's... i am more interested in talking to vicky johnson than ever before now yeah i bet vicky would drop some tea now i bet vicky johnson would let's let's get tea. her booked let's see if we can get her booked 
We we're not gonna be able to get. Her I know. I'm not I gonna know. lie to you. I know. But I bet if you know that. Vicky claims a coaching job somewhere else in the league, which she very well can. She can be an assistant on someone else's staff. Mm-hmm. Maybe real out in easy, Vegas. Championship, champion, championship type environment. Yeah, she could go back in Vegas. Maybe I, yeah, best friends with Becky Hammond. Mm-hmm. Of course, she would love her on her staff if, if yep. somebody else is moving on, or something like yep. that. Or she can go take the head coach job in L.A. Now. That's true. Because Very they're true. not going to retain uh, Fred Williams as the full-time head coach, and he's going to—I believe he's doing assistant in Auburn anyway. So, but I don't think he was—he was, was going to be retained. So sure. that job is now open if she want to go in LA. Yeah, I mean, if she can either go to that head coach opening and try and figure out, you know, help you know fix things in LA um, with significantly better PR. Or she can go be an assistant somewhere and not have to worry about the pressure, you know, sit back, you know, maybe win a championship, you know, somewhere else as an assistant. You know, maybe the aces can repeat and she'd be back on the bench with them. Yeah. Who knows? But, um, yeah, I think that's why the rift happened is because she wasn't totally with it at first. And, you know, Bibb's like, you know, this is what we're going to be doing. Because um, the players get along. You know, every now and then there's self their selfishness occurred within the team you know players settling for jump shots just trying to get buckets of their own you know we had those conversations a couple of times vj literally said players did some selfish in the game and you know so i mean but i thought things were okay enough to where she could have kept going it's not i didn't i saw no reason to fire her whatsoever and you know sometimes i can justify things Mm -hmm. but I, i really I don't see this one. I really, no. I liked Vicky. I, I liked do too. Vicky too. Yeah. I'm, I'm right um, there with you. I, it's, it feels like you're, you're making all this progress. You're climbing up so high. And then all of a sudden it's like the, the hill climber, the yodeler and price is right. You get all the way, you know, to the top that you can get and then just fall off because the carpet was pulled out from underneath you. Man. It's just, I just don't understand it. I don't understand it. And I don't understand where the wings go from here. And how they continue to start over year after year, I don't know. Um, it's it's just a dumpster fire out there, and unfortunately, man. because we did, you know, wing, wings players, wings fans deserve better than having to deal with this. You know, every other off season, it feels like at this point, we've had you know the fifth what fifth time you said or fifth new coach. We we've had four coaching searches yeah. since twenty eighteen. Yeah, yeah, this is about to be the fifth new coach in about to be six, six seasons. seasons. Just ridiculous. Yep. Yeah, ridiculous for sure. Uh, now time to step into some with it or quit it, ladies and gentlemen. It is my turn. It was. I should have drank it faster, though. Thank you, Cam. <laughs> you put it. Uh, you put it in the freezer. You said that before the show. You I did. Like ice cold I did. like that. I let it sit for a little bit. Well, I mean, you can never trust the uh, the gas station freezers. Sometimes they're not cold enough. But my yeah, freezer yeah. is colder for there sure. There you go. Good deal. But with it, with it time, ladies and gentlemen, I got five questions for Mr. VJ, and I hope he's ready. I'm ready. All right. Sounds good. All right. Number one. The XFL will finally succeed in 2023 when it begins again. With it or quit it. Yeah, I'm going to say with it. They were going to succeed, and then all this little thing, I don't know if you heard about it, called COVID came along back in 2020. They were actually doing very well. They were a whole lot better off in you know than the AAF was uh, in their, their 2019 season. They ran out of money. The XFL was actually had a better media rights deal. They were doing you know well with, with in terms of how the, the competitiveness of the league was. You know, there wasn't, you know, clearing away, you know, 
too many teams that you could say, oh yeah, this is, you know, for sure going to be a champion. You, you had a couple teams that were going to be, you know, duking it out for the rest of the year. And then it just got cut short because, you know, the world stopped. And so I think that, you know, they've, they've been kind of, you know, biding their time waiting and, and they're supposed to be coming back next spring, aren't they? Uh, yeah, it's yeah. supposed to be like February. Yeah, I yeah. believe so. So I, I do absolutely think that they'll be successful, especially because after all that, they, they had now the rock has, has come in and, and yep. is going to try to help him with, and his with ex-wife. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it's got a very good base and, you know, if they get the, the media package again that they had for 2020, I think there's absolutely going to be some success. You know, what I've always said and why the NFL succeeds like it does is because there are so many people that are able to watch the games because they're all broadcast over the air. You don't have to have a premium, you know, cable subscription, except now, I guess, with, with NFL on, on Amazon Prime. But before, you know, a few years ago, even before they, uh, you know, started with the NFL Network, you'd have, you know, you'd have the ability to watch any game uh, on a weekend over the air local. You didn't have to have a satellite dish or, or cable box or anything like that. And so having that same setup during the spring when there are a lot of football fans that are looking for something, anything to kind of, you know, wet their gullet and, and get, you know, their, their fix in. Uh, I think it's going to find success, so I'm going to say with it. And Cam, you want to you want to pop in here? I see you said with it in the chat. You got anything to say on the XFL? Yeah, I'm I'm excited about it. I felt like overall it was a very good product the first time around. Um, like I I actually found myself going out of my way to watch football in the springtime, which is something I traditionally don't do. Typically yeah. that time of the year, I'm paying attention to basketball, hockey, or, or NASCAR. NASCAR. Yeah. Shockingly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I really enjoyed the XFL. And so if it's anything at all, like the first time around, absolutely. I'll freaking watch it again. Um, once again, though, go battle Hawks. No, Renegades. <laughs> Renegades all day, baby. Renegades. All right. Cam and BJ both with it, ladies and gentlemen. All right, let's move to number two here. We'll keep including Cam and okay. with it or quit it. I like that. TCU. Number two. TCU. Will. Men's basketball. Let me be specific. Men's basketball. TCU. Okay. Men's basketball. Will make the final four this year with it or quit it. Oh man, Drew! I, oh gosh, I, I'm gonna have to say hardcore. On the brink last year, hard, BJ. No, they were the not on the can... brink. They they were on the brink of maybe the Sweet 16, but they weren't anywhere close to the Final Four. It, it's gonna there's there's so much talent in the Big 12. Uh, they they'd have to probably win the Big 12 and get a favorable seed before they can make a Final Four run, and that's just not gonna happen. At least not yet. You know, if, if give Dixon some more time to kind of build up the program like he was doing at Pitt, it's it's not going to be anytime soon, though. I, I'd love it if it did. I'd love to be wrong, but quit it. Yeah, I'm going to quit that as well. Um, like, I, I do like what Dixon is doing a lot, though. You see a lot of improvement there at TCU on the hardwood. So, yeah. with, so quit it. All right. Go for a couple of quidditch. All right, that's fine. 
Number three. Luka Doncic. We spoke about him earlier. Mm-hmm. Will be the 2023 NBA MVP. With it or quit it. So my options are Luka or the field. And normally on these kind of things, I will take the field. But since it doesn't matter, I'm not trying to go for a you know five off or anything like that. You know what? With it. Why not? Hey. We, we, we got, you know, we got to get some, some new talent. Joel Embiid was really close last year. Kevin Durant, before he got injured, probably would have been the MVP. But if, if Luca's going to do it, I feel like this is going to be his best chance for, you know, at least for a couple seasons, just because of the amount of talent that the rest of the league has. And, you know, I, I may be wrong, but that's fine. You know, go, go for it, Luca. Go get the, the MVP. I'm going to say with let's, it. Let's go. Ham? He's he's high enough up the preseason favorites list. I'm gonna have to say with it. Okay. I, I can go with the with go. it. Here. He's got no MVP um, candidate on I, his team to root for, so he might as well go for the for Doncic. Fair enough. He barely got a team. I was gonna say Bogdanovich. That, that, that's a, not, not, not now. <laughs> <laughs> you just got Jordan Clarkson. Good luck. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Poor, sad cam wiping tears. Oh, pain. Pain. Well, that's why I got them. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Number four Texas AM University Commerce Women's Basketball will be as competitive in D1 as they were in D2 in recent years. With it or quit it. You know what? I'm gonna stick with it. I know they're not Let's gonna be go. able. They're not gonna be able to be in the NCAA tournament or anything for a couple of years. But right. they not only that, they're gonna be probably the most competitive team that Commerce has in this first year in FCS. I mean, it's it's gonna oh, for sure. It's gonna be they a bit of a struggle start. for the soccer and volleyball teams already. Football is still kind of early to to figure out. They were competitive with Sam Houston uh, over the weekend, but the way that Burton's been building up that squad. I think that they are for sure in a position where they can hang with, with the best of the best in the, you know, the Southland. And they might even, you know, keep some games close against the, you know, the bigger traditional powers of, of women's college basketball. So I, I'm going to say with it. I like that. Cam, what are your thoughts? Or you want to skip this one since you don't know commerce? I was going to say, I don't know enough. I know that the Southland isn't necessarily. We can just say with it. All right. Cam's with it, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Number five. The Dallas Wings will hire a new head coach before 2023. With it or quit it? Yeah, I'm going to say with it. Uh, I I think they're going to. I think they're going to take their time in the process, but even if they, they go as long as Phoenix felt like they did, you know, that was like six weeks. They've got still six weeks in the rest of this calendar year before the, you know, the where they would need to. So we'll probably find out about it near the end of the, the calendar year. We'll, we'll know, you know, who the, the next head coach is going to be, you know, probably after Thanksgiving in that, you know, lull time where there's not a whole lot going on before the Christmas slate of games, everything like that. I think it could happen you know, by December at the latest. Yeah. And I'm going to say with it as well. Um, typically I, I know in most other sports, you try to act 
as quick as possible so that way you can instill more of that culture that you want to build within a locker room if you bring in certain coaches. And so I imagine Dallas will want to act quick. So I'm going to say with it. I do believe that when Vicki Johnson was hired, she was hired actually in like February or early March okay. when she was hired. But I'm I'm going to be on y'all's side on this one only because I think Bib would catch even more of a hellstorm if he waited until like just before the draft or like during mm-hmm. March Madness to hire somebody because if you didn't have somebody that you had in mind already, what was the point? Yeah. Like if you didn't know who you wanted to bring in, you know, already and just hired them on the spot and you could, they could learn your team for a little bit of months and then, you know, ushered in your new people. They would have definitely been a part of the war room. If they don't hire someone by the end of the year, like the questions will probably double for him whenever he has that press conference. Uh, Questions will probably double if he doesn't have somebody hired by the end of the year. Now, was it with Vicki Johnson? Was it because she got hired like after the COVID bubble year, and so it kind of took a little bit longer with everything because of the the pushback and the delay. Is that part of why maybe? Well, I don't know. That was I don't February, think they, March. They didn't have anybody. Year, right? They didn't have a specific person at that time. They were okay. they were doing some interviews, but I don't think you know Agler was fired immediately after the season. It might have been a couple of months later in a weird. Okay. And so it got just kind of pushed spot. back. Yeah, I guess. And, you know, like I said, he didn't have anybody in mind anyway. He was just, you know, doing interviews. So I don't think, you know, in this situation, if you know, if Bib is like, you know, we did extensive interviews with multiple candidates, like, why? Like, why did you, why did you even change anyway? If you didn't have, if he's not bringing in like a Dan Hughes Mm -hmm. or some legend coach, like bringing back Michael Cooper and like, it's going to suddenly work out. He's going to win a championship as a coach again. Not bringing in some legendary coach that done retired. He done brought him back. Then I don't see. I do not see the point in what he did. Absolutely. Like no right matter with you. no matter what BS he's gonna spew because he's gonna spew a lot of it. He he <laughs> says a lot without saying anything. Yeah. And when we have that press conference, I just I'm not gonna probably believe a single word that he says, unless it's just like Dan Hughes wanted to come back. He's or he saw. The potential in this, we will not accept Bill Lambert no. here. He couldn't do it with the Aces. He 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 sure as heck ain't going to do it here. No, no. But he'll probably get a ring as one of the on on staff for the Aces. But yeah. no, if he if he didn't have some master plan like that, you know, some just surefire like this coach has won before. This coach can make it work in the league with this team. Like it was just a can't miss opportunity. Sorry to VJ, but like this is the championship coach. Yeah. And if that is a real believable situation, and probably the only way to do it is with a Dan Hughes mm-hmm. bringing him out of retirement, honestly, I, I don't really see anybody else you could do it with. Most of them are already taken. Yeah. Um. That's the only. That's the only thing I see that would be moderately reasonable. Otherwise, I'm like, I just that doesn't make any sense, buddy. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. But Absolutely. I can I can rant about this all night, but I'm not going to. It's probably uh, for the best. <laughs> we probably, got we got time. We'll have time to to talk about this as we get further and further away from this, and and you know how long this drags out with with waiting and, and finding out who the new coach is going to be. 
for the best indeed uh that is gonna do it for the episode ladies and gentlemen uh make sure you're shopping with us on fanatics.com use our unique link in our description or in our link tree on our social medias find us on those social medias tiktok uh twitch youtube twitter instagram at the underscore lowdown that's t-h-a underscore lowdown on all our social medias uh link trees are only available on i believe twitter and instagram so uh if you're on there those are where those are but unique links to shop at fanatics are always in our description of our podcast yeah possibly so and you guys if y'all want to follow us on our personal twitters we already got you got the ads right there for you um, you can also follow Cam on Twitter as well, if Cam wants to follow. Uh, but make sure you're following us on those social platforms as well. Uh, shout out to Cam, the producer, uh, holding it down for us again this week. Um, there is a sale on T Public, actually, mm-hmm. I do believe, uh, for your discount. You know, I believe storefront up to 35% off. So make sure you go get your low down merch. You know, BJ's got the pillow always. I got the pillows as well. We got tank tops and whatnot, getting some new stuff as, as days go by. But yes, indeed, go get that low down merch from yeah. T Public. But another episode in the books, ladies and gentlemen. We appreciate you guys joining us. Once again, thanks, Cam, for holding it down. BJ, appreciate it as always. Ladies and gentlemen, that's another episode of the Low Down Sports Show. Peace.